Don's tremendous leap landed him on the far side of the ridge. His ankle was sore where the weights on the rope had struck it, but it wasn't broken. It was more than a nuisance, though, since it would probably slow him down a little. He looked ahead and saw that the crevice he was in narrowed considerably, but the guards would soon be coming at him from behind, so he hurried forward. The gap closed in like a funnel as he continued, and finally it grew tight enough that he would have to turn sideways to get through. He looked through the narrow passage and saw that it did start to open out just a little further on, so he squeezed in. The ridge line curved to the left, and there were deep shadows on one side. Just ahead, the passage opened up into another sandy area. There were four directions from which to choose. Ston stood at the end, trying to decide which would be the most likely way to lead to Ivy when a commotion came from a nearby crevice. He pulled back into the dark shadows and watched. There was a pounding of feet and yelling, and then right in front of him, Ivy shot out and started to run across the sand. Trunk came lumbering up behind her, bellowing loudly. He was swinging his rope with weights and let it go. It flew through the air and wrapped around Ivy's legs, and she fell over with a cry. Ston ran out of the shadows, his dagger in hand, and he leapt across the sands onto Trunk's back. The dagger sank partway into Trunk's shoulder, and he yelled in pain and rage. He reached up, grabbed Ston around the head, and threw him across the sand. "'That'll cost you, boy,' he growled, and reached up and tugged the dagger out with a grunt. He looked at the blood on the blade. "'I was told to bring you back alive, but I was not told to bring you back uninjured.' He advanced towards Ston, who scrambled to his feet and glanced at Ivy. She was stirring and trying to pull on the ropes that were twisted around her legs. There was a movement behind Trunk, and Holder Broad and three of his men arrived, all with weapons drawn. They spread out warily, facing both Ston and Trunk. "'One of you secure the girl,' ordered Broad, and a man moved to comply. "'Leave her,' said Trunk. "'I brought her down.' "'That you did, and I thank you for it,' replied Broad with a smirk. "'but it is I who will present her to Mainholder Strunk.' Ston tried to move sidewards towards Ivy, but was cut off both by Trunk and a guard. "'His weakness is that he cares for his bedfellow,' said Broad, with derision in his voice. "'Now we have her, it will not be difficult to tame him.' Trunk looked at Ston with malice. "'Then there is more than one way to cause you pain, boy, and I think I might try both. But first, hold abroad.' You will leave. I think not. You are outnumbered. I have my guards here, and two more are coming. That is enough to deal with you and the boy. Trunk pulled the club from his belt and swished it back and forth. In one hand he clutched Ston's dagger, and in the other was his formidable club as he squared off against Holder Broad. Broad's guards did not look as confident about the outcome as did their master, but they tensed ready. Suddenly, a yell came from behind them, and a guard appeared running towards them. "'The beast! The beast is here!' he cried in panic. "'I was out of sight of my companion for just a moment, and now he is dead. He has blue teeth marks on his face. Now the beast is near, stalking us all.' Holder Broad, his men, and Trunk all spun around to form a small circle facing outward and looked at the crevices behind them. "'Perhaps we will have a truce and deal with this threat first, suggested Broad. "'If we do not, none of us may survive.' Trunk nodded his agreement. "'A truce for the moment, while we deal with this mutual danger.'